Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Grow in relationship with God, your Heavenly Father, because your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg for the Solution Radio Show as he shares from God's Word with us today. Today we'll look at the wonderful topic of God's abundant grace. His grace is just overflowing literally in our lives every day. He demonstrated His great grace and His unconditional love towards us in the giving of His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is defined as unearned favor. Who of us was good enough or could ever endeavor to be good enough to approach God of our own works and request of God a Redeemer because of the sin of Adam? None of us. God is love. God is light. God is gracious towards all mankind. His grace is given because of his great love, and he loves us so much he just sheds forth his divine favor on every single one of us. And we find God's grace toward mankind all throughout history. And we're going to look at a couple examples of that in the Old Testament. God showed his grace toward Adam and Eve after they had sinned and were cast out of the Garden of Eden. His grace was abundant in that he set a flaming sword that turned every way to keep them from the tree of life. Without that grace of placing the flaming sword, mankind could have stepped over an unredeemable boundary resulting in mankind forever living in the fallen state of sin. But then God went much further in his grace, his favor toward man and woman and child by giving them the promise of the coming Redeemer, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. What grace! He could have turned his back and walked away from it all and started all over again. But he didn't because God is love and because he is gracious. In Genesis 5, we see God's grace shown toward mankind once again. In Genesis 5, man's wickedness was great, and every imagination of his heart was only evil continually. That saddened God. In Genesis 5, 8, it says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace. God displayed his graciousness toward mankind once again in the life of Noah. Had mankind been completely wiped out by the flood in the days of Noah, we would not be here today. We would not have this most precious gift of all gifts, life. Why did Noah receive grace in the eyes of the Lord? Because God has great love, number one. But also because God looks at the heart of a man or a woman, and God knew by his foreknowledge that Noah would believe him and that Noah would be obedient to his instruction. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, it states, Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Noah was a good man. He was upright. He had integrity. Noah had a pure heart. He walked with God. He heard God's voice, and he was obedient to God's direction. Noah found grace in the sight of God. Genesis 6, verse 22, it says, Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him. So did Noah. Twice it says that Noah did. Well, what did he do? 
He did all that God had commanded him. In the days of Noah, all mankind lived their life in corrupt disobedience to the one true God. Violence filled the earth, it says in verse 11 of Genesis chapter 6. Men and women lived their lives according to the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Mankind had walked outside of God's will. They were living outside the cover of God's protection and blessing, allowing God's archenemy, the devil, to bring the flood upon mankind with the intent to kill God's creation, including the possibility of the promised Redeemer, had all mankind been wiped out. Remember, the devil was handed the dominion of this world in the fall of Adam way back in Genesis. That's the only reason that he could do what he does and do what he did when men and women walk away from God. Otherwise, he has no power over the saved believer because Jesus Christ defeated him in every aspect. Well, thankfully, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God's grace displayed toward Noah, it extends all the way to you and me today. And then if we continue to look in the Old Testament, Moses and the children of Israel, they found grace in God's sight. Exodus chapter 33, verse 17. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou, Moses, hast found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. Psalm 103 uh, continues to show us God's great grace towards his people. Uh, let's read verses 2 through 4 and verse 8. Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. And then verse 8, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Wow! From the Old Testament, we see that God is overflowing with grace, that he's plenteous in mercy. He loves to show his favor towards his people, and he's got plenty of grace and mercy to go around for all of us. Some other verses in the Old Testament that uh, indicate or show God's great grace, let's look at Psalm 111, verse 4. He, God, has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. Psalm 116, verse 5. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. God's grace displayed toward Moses and God's grace displayed towards the children of Israel, it extends all the way to us today. And then when we look at the Gospels, we continue to find tremendous evidence of God's grace. Let's look at Luke chapter 1, verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. The word favor here is better translated grace. They really mean the same thing. Mary found favor with God. Did she find favor because of how good she was? Because of the good works she had done? No. She found favor with God because of God's love and God's grace. God saw Mary's humble heart. And here's an indication of her humble heart. Mary's reply to the angel upon finding out that she would be carrying the Christ child, she said, be it unto me according to your word. 
I think we're sort of seeing a pattern here. Noah found grace in the eyes of God. And Noah, he was obedient to do all that God instructed him to do. And then Moses, he's referred to in the word of God as the humblest man on the face of the earth. He was humble toward God, which means he was obedient to God and he believed what God spoke. Moses found favor in the sight of God. And then we also saw God showing the Israelites great grace and favor time and time again. And then here in Luke, we see that Mary found favor in the sight of God. She believed God. She was humble. She said, be it unto me according to your word. The grace of God is given and is available to every man, woman, and child. We walk into and receive God's grace by believing. We're going to see this come up shortly uh, when we look at some verses in the church epistles, Romans through Thessalonians. Uh, If we continue here back in Luke and the Gospels, Jesus Christ received grace from his heavenly Father. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse uh, 40 and 52, we will read. Verse 40 says, And the child Jesus grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Verse 52, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, and in grace with God and man. Jesus Christ received grace from his heavenly Father. He received favor from both God and man, it says there in verse 52. Jesus Christ was always obedient to his Father's will. In the Gospel of John, it states that he did only what his Father showed him. In all that Jesus Christ accomplished, all of it, all of it was totally within the will of the Father, including his obedience all the way unto death. While hanging on the tree, Jesus Christ knew that his Father would extend great grace towards him and towards mankind in his resurrection from the dead. The grace displayed toward both Mary and Jesus, it carries through all the way to you and me today. One other tremendous section of Scripture in the Gospel of John chapter 3, which I love to read and I love to think about, where we find God's great grace, his great favor toward every single human being on earth. Verse 16 of John chapter 3, For God so loved the world, he so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him and his Son should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Verse 18, He that believes on Jesus Christ is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. What tremendous truth. Jesus Christ didn't come into the world to condemn. Jesus Christ came into the world to save, to bring life, to make available God's great blessing that's available to you and I today. We'll continue after this short break with this wonderful topic of God's grace. If you have time, please visit our website, thesolutionradioshow.com. This is The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. 
exploring God's solution for all mankind, for all time, Jesus Christ. Before the break, we left off with the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. I just want to read verse 16 again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved that he gave. He gave his perfect, sinless Son so that you might have life. Jesus Christ is God's gift to the world. Jesus Christ is the evidence of God's favor toward you. You did absolutely nothing. I did absolutely nothing to earn or convince God to redeem us. God gives redemption for mankind because of his great love and his great grace. Romans chapter 3, let's look at verse 22. It says, the righteousness of God, which is by faith, and this faith is the complete, perfect believing of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You see, there's no difference. All have sinned. Only the good and perfect work of the perfect one the Lord Jesus Christ, could pay the ultimate price of death, thereby earning eternal salvation for all who should choose to believe. Man's religion magnifies man's works, whether they be good or bad. True Christianity is a relationship with the Father, available through the perfect work of his perfect Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We know that the work of Jesus Christ met the demands of justice. How do we know that? Because God raised him from the dead. And it's in the resurrection of the dead that we have eternal life. There's no other man or woman that's been resurrected from the dead. Uh, No Buddha, no Mohammed, no Krishna, no of the many, many hundreds, I think it's thousands of Hindu gods, none of them have died. None of them were perfect in the sense that they died for a redemption. None of them were raised from the dead. Jesus Christ is the only one. Salvation is only found in Christ. And his resurrection demonstrates God's tremendous love and grace towards us. Uh, Continuing in Romans 3, verse 24, being justified freely, and this justification is to be declared legally righteous in the sight of God. We are justified freely by God's grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That's Romans chapter 3, verse 24. It's by God's grace that we are not found guilty. It's by God's grace that we have been redeemed. We are justified freely. And freely means without any cost to you or me. It cost God something. It cost Jesus Christ something but it's freely given to us because of God's grace. You have been redeemed unto eternal life, and to live and serve the one true God, that is your true calling. That is your redemption. And it's all by God's grace, totally undeserved and impossible to earn. Let's look in the church epistles, Ephesians chapter 1. And Ephesians is just the height of, Uh, the, the top of the revelation 
of what God has given to mankind, showing us what we have received in Christ Jesus. And let's start here in verse 6 of chapter 1 in Ephesians. To the praise of the glory of God's grace, wherein he has made you accepted in the beloved. We're his children. You're his child. And it's to the praise of the glory of his grace. His glory shines throughout all eternity. And it's all in his acceptance because we are his beloved. My, how people try daily to be accepted by one group or another. Well, right here in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6, it says you are already accepted in the beloved. There's no greater acceptance. You're God's pride and joy. You're his child because of his love and his grace. Continuing in Ephesians 1, verse 7, In Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of God's grace. God is not stingy with his grace. God is not going to run out of divine favor. He is rich in the giving of his grace. Verse 8 in Ephesians, Wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and good sense, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. What is the mystery of God's will? Well, it's that the church of God, the body of Christ, would be one, composed from all the nations of the world, of those who would believe regarding Jesus Christ. Those who would believe, as it says in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and then to confess Jesus as Lord. The riches of that mystery being Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. What a day. What a time to be alive. Only our Heavenly Father can show you in your heart the greatness of who He is and the incredibly amazing grace which He has shown towards you in Christ. Let your heart marinate in His Word. Read the Word. Allow His grace to be magnified in your life. Listen closely to the still, small voice of God and the nuggets of truth and glory that he has just for you. Continuing here in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10, that in the administration of the fullness of times, God might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. That fullness of times, that's talking about the return of Jesus Christ. He's coming back. He is coming back. And no one will be able to stop his return. And he will return when God decides that it's time. Could be today, might not be for another hundred years, but he will absolutely be back. And when he comes back, he will be king of kings and lord of lords. And it's all because of God's amazing grace. And we have the privilege to be a part of that party. (laughs) What a day that will be. Verse 11, Ephesians 1. In Christ also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. God knew you before the foundation of the world. How did he know you? In his foreknowledge. He knew that you would believe on his solution to man's dilemma. His solution? The Lord Jesus Christ. 
God didn't make you believe, but he knew you would believe by the freedom of your will when you heard the truth. God has shown you great grace. His favor toward you has been on your life since he knew you in your mother's womb. Not only that, you have an inheritance in Christ. Your inheritance is because of God's grace. Your inheritance will be distributed in its entirety at the return of Jesus Christ and then throughout all eternity. What a life we have to live today. What a, a, a glory, what a, a thing to boast in, the greatness of what God has done for us through Christ and what we have in his grace and his mercy. Well, let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. We'll read a couple verses here. Uh, why don't we start in verse 5? It says, Even when we were dead in sins, God has quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. There it is. By grace you are saved. Even when you were dead and without hope, ungodly and sinners, God made you, God made me alive in Christ. God's favor is displayed <laughs> over and over and over again in his mercy and love. Verse 6, and he has raised us up together and he made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Right now, spiritually, we are seated at God's right hand in Christ. Christ is the head of the body to which you are a part of. And in all the ages and all the eons to come throughout all eternity, God will exhibit, he will put on display the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. In other words, God shows to all his creation how great and magnificent he is by way of what he does for you throughout all eternity. Whoa, what a, what a life. Verse 8, Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's by God's grace that we have all that we have. Salvation is a gift from God. Not a one of us can boast in our own works. There is no longer any room for self-made men and women. There's no boasting that one of us is better than another. There's no place, though, either for self-condemnation and sin consciousness. It's all been covered by Christ. God's grace is more than enough throughout all eternity. Today, in your obedience and your humbleness to his will, his favor will take you places and bring you before those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. It will be places and it will be people that you could never approach on your own. But in his grace, there is great entree into wherever he leads you. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1, the Amplified Version, Working together with him, we strongly urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Don't turn away from sound doctrine and his merciful kindness. God bless you. Thanks for joining me today. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com, along with resources to encourage and help you in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.